0: You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Mission Matters Podcast Network. As many people know now, my name is Jonathan Troyer. I'm the Chief CX Innovation Officer at Arise. Really thrilled today to, to have a wonderful guest, a good friend of mine, Brett Frazier. Many of folks might know Brett because he's written a number of blogs, he's been in a number of conferences, he's spoken at Execs in the Know, I think Frost and Sullivan, and a variety of other places. He's a CX industry leader that is going to be perfect from the channel that I host, The Future of Service. He's worked at Adobe, he's worked at Microsoft worked at Sunbasket. And in addition to that, he's he's even gone to the other side and worked for Sutherland Global Services. So he has a really broad 360 view on uh, what the future of service can be. So Brad, why don't you, I know I did a little bit of an intro there, but why don't you introduce yourself a little bit, tell the listeners more about you, and then
1: we'll kind of jump into it. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Jonathan. It's wonderful to be here, to be on your podcast and to share with your listeners a little bit of insight on where I think the future of service can go. I've had the fortune of coming to customer service as many people do from a From a different perspective and an unplanned approach, I took a job as a customer service rep to pay my way through massage therapy school. I had a plan to be a sports massage therapist and 20 plus years later, I am still in the customer service game and still loving it and, and looking forward to how we continue to evolve as we move forward. A little bit further about myself, my accent is uh, probably a little undefined. It's from living in five different countries, six if you count Texas and California as a different country, which uh, quite often happens. But just from that perspective as well, it's allowed me to uh, to learn more about how different people think and approach yeah. and and the desires and the understandings and the expectations that they may bring to these interactions that we have. And take to that from a humble learning perspective and, and try to bring that back into how I apply service myself, for my teams, and you know, where I think this can, can go. Yeah, no, I think that's perfect. And I think you
0: talked about customer service. I know that you have a breadth and depth of knowledge and customer experience as well. You know, kicking off your career as a services agent, but then working with Microsoft and some of the early box products before they went SaaS and then after SaaS and then going over to Adobe, and that space. And then, then you you popped over, you know, to Sutherland to see what the other side of the house looked like. And then the last few years you've really been in the on-demand space, the, the angry customer space with Sunbasket. So I think you're gonna have a really broad perspective to help us really think through just what the future of service is. So that's the first
1: question on my podcast is what is the future of service from your perspective? I think the future of service really comes into that, you know, extension of what's been talked about in, in a lot of period of time, which is that personalization. But I think there's a step to get there before we can mm. get to personalization mm. have services really come from this generalized one size fits all approach for such a long period of time. I mean, really getting to that element of understanding me, knowing me, knowing what's best in my situation, sometimes even knowing what's better for me than I even think is a really futuristic in a way that you know is going to get there the step i think is huge in between and one of the areas that i've been you know working with my partners some basket really around was kind of looking to in step between which is personalization Mm -hmm. and so how do you understand kind of rather than just general one size fits all where are the three to four five-ish personas that you can start to begin that personalization step with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Less of a step is less required for. And and in that, I think there's a way to bridge to where that that hyper-personalization can be and will be in that that further future. I
0: love how you call the persona, right? In a lot of the conversations I've been having with leaders, that's the language that the power cores that a lot of companies understand. Like what's the persona, who are our buyers? And when you talk in that language, it really helps people to really understand the importance of investing.
1: And so I think, you know, potentially even building further on that personalization aspect. Once you have those personas, understanding the outcomes that are needed and required and, and looked for mm-hmm. by each of those personas, mm-hmm. and mapping the data back into those kinds of categories so that yeah. you're matching your data in a way that allows you to kind of then expand that out and truly understand the next leap into that and to yeah. the individualization. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that pace of really being able to map throughout the entire journey, what are those critical points mm-hmm. related to each persona to get to the outcome that they're looking for? How do you map the data that comes with those points to the part of the business that drives that experience that they're having? Mm-hmm. And really then utilize that to be able to help inform what those decisions are and, and persona-based decisions, outcome-based decisions mm-hmm. that are going to be most important, most impactful for where the company decides to invest and prioritize those personas. Because I think the reality is it's it's hard to be everything to everybody and having everybody treated exactly the same or at the same time or having mm-hmm. the same investment mm-hmm. at the same time mm-hmm. may not be that reality. And that data truly becomes the unlock into that force multiplier of being able to take that step.
0: Well, I mean, I think it's super interesting because What you're talking about in a more eloquent way is the value of leveraging data to segment your customers to then invest in those customers the same way they invest in you, which then ties back to what's their persona, right? Which I I think is super amazing. And it's one of the key things that's been exciting me over the last four or five years in the customer experience space. I know specifically... And the work that you did with Sunbasket, that was an area of passion that you focused in on as well. When you think about kind of some of these topics as well as other topics that you're seeing in the industry, you know, the last part of you know our podcast here will be two keen insights that you have for either new leaders that are listening or leaders that are experienced, that are looking for the next transformation that they should be thinking about.
1: What are two key insights that you want to
0: share with the
1: audience? There's two pieces, right? When I look at customer service and that experience place, there's, there's two really outcomes and jobs mm-hmm. that customer experience leaders have. One is how do they enable their, their staff internally or with the BPO, et cetera to deliver the best optimal solution for the customer for the situation they're in when they mm-hmm. come to you. And I've got a framework that we've been working on on, on how to you know, really be successful in that and lead through in a way. And, and that's been part of what led us to 12 quarters continuous improvement and customer mm-hmm. effort, mm-hmm. agent satisfaction and resolution at Sunbasket. The other side of that is how do you take that macro level of data understanding Mm -hmm. and and really bring that back into the business to help them to understand what's causing the contact in the first place? What are contacts that should be or could be eliminated from happening? That's the biggest opportunity for savings cost in customer service. Mm -hmm. It's preventing the problems from happening in the first place. Well, the things that you can't prevent or you want to occur, how do you elevate the outcomes that come from that? Mm -hmm. And so that's the first part is kind of really looking at, at that space and you know, a little bit of conversation piece around those two. The second one is customer service is just one part of that data story around the customer experience. And one of the other areas that I've worked on with our marketing partners in Sunbasket as well as them, my team is really looking at where are you taking those touch points of experience across the entire customer journey? How are you bringing all of that voice of customer together into a centralized way that allows you to take, break on silos and biases of understanding mm-hmm. of data, but also look at that voice of customer in a way that helps you kind of look at what are you asking, where are you asking, when are you asking, mm-hmm. how are you analyzing, how and who are you sharing that with internally, and then how do you share that back with the customer? Yeah. yeah. Really get a collective element of data. The second part of the metric of that is how do you then map that back in your journey that we started earlier so the key parts of that journey, the key moments of intersect that really make a difference on them getting to the outcome you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And that way we can map the element of what customers tell you they want and what mm-hmm. they're doing at the same time. Yeah. And I think that really becomes the unlock into your voice of customer that right. hasn't really happened a lot because you get the, well, they tell you this, but what are they doing? Yeah. It's how do you marry those two moments together?
0: Yeah. No, I totally agree. I mean, I think the title of this episode is going to be Personalization. But I think what you're talking about as well is that customer journey, understanding that not only from the services side, but from the from the product side, from the dev, the design. What experience are you designing at the early stages of the product so that when it hits the customers and they're using and they're loving it and they get hit with an issue that's less challenging, it's less arduous, it increases stickiness and churn, and decreases churn and increases retention and so forth. So Brett, I want to thank you for the time today. Everyone, Brett has been in the industry for more than 20 plus years. He's been a good friend of mine for 20 plus years. I remember Brett when he had a ponytail and I remember his first forays into Asia after him and I worked together in Customer Central and Microsoft. And we've had such a great time learning and listening to each other over the last 20 years. So I hope that you enjoyed the podcast today. Brett, if folks want to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to contact?
1: LinkedIn, LinkedIn, Brett Fraser is my resume out there. Feel free to message. I'd love to be part of that and share. The other one is if, if you're out there and you're a leader, I'm part of the execs in the know. It's a great organization. I know you talk about it every now and again, Jonathan. That has a great CX community of, in, in space. And, and I'm always sharing and, and getting involved and asking for advice as well, because you never stop learning. You never have all the answers.
0: It's true. It's true. And, and Brett's modest. He's also an aspiring photographer. So if you're interested in photography, reach out to Brad, too. Again, this is Jonathan Schroyer, Chief CX Innovation Officer at Arise. This is the Future of Service podcast channel on the Mission Matters Podcast Network. Until next time, serve well. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.